Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of the Emma Gunn Show and a midweek bullet points. It occurred to me that we've talked a lot on this podcast and in the Facebook group for the show about how to manage in lockdown, whether that's adapting to working from home, suddenly becoming a teacher, being around your spouse, partner or family 24-7. Basically, we've all in our own ways had to learn to contend with a quite unusual set of circumstances. And right at the beginning of lockdown, or actually I think when lockdown was imminent, I did a podcast about how to transition from work to working from home and the mistakes I'd made when I went freelance eight years ago that I didn't want you to make, therefore making your transition hopefully much smoother. The last couple of days have been my most challenging since lockdown began because I haven't been well. I had a migraine that lasted and really stopped me being able to do much more than shuffle from one soft furnishing to another for two days. Today I feel much better but if you're a migraine sufferer sufferer, you'll know that even when you feel well again it's amazing how you can still feel drained for a couple of days even after the migraine itself has passed. So having that migraine really threw me for a loop because my whole structure which I talked about in that first podcast inevitably crumbled and yesterday being a Monday I didn't get up and do my workout which is how I like to start my Monday and my day anyway whether it's going for a walk or doing one of my circuits and I barely looked at the laptop or my phone because if I did I just felt sick. In the afternoon I did force myself to go outside for a walk in the park because it was actually one of the last beautiful days of the month and also uh, the forecast for the next week is for rain and I thought well I know I'm not feeling brilliant but I'd rather go out and even if I get to the end of the road and turn back because I think I'm going to vom better to have tried and failed than to have not tried at all and I always do find that fresh air gives a little bit of respite with a um, a migraine but there we go so the park that I walk in has loads of little paths that you can take and there's one quite narrow path that um, normally people just walk doesn't matter what direction you know if you're walking in both directions everyone just walks past each other but right now with social distancing you just can't but it's about 30 meters long so if someone's on that path and you have to wait it's very obvious that you're waiting for them um, and you just wait and take your turn yesterday the woman I waited for when she came out at the end of the path she said to me isn't it so lovely that people are being so courteous and thoughtful of others and isn't it really wonderful that everyone seems much happier and more relaxed It definitely made me think, and obviously there's a much bigger picture to this situation that isn't so positive, but as I carried on my walk, I started to think about that first podcast I did, what I had learned about working from home, and how we're all on a new learning curve right now in the lockdown. So it seemed a good time to ask the question, what are we learning from lockdown? Now, obviously, this is something I'd love to open up and discuss with you all in the Facebook group. The link to join is in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are listening to, streaming, downloading, whatever it is you're doing, wherever you're listening to it, that's where the show notes are. 
But for what it's worth, I thought I'd share the five things I've noticed slash learned in lockdown and I feel are positives. The first one, I have a new understanding of what can be achieved in an hour. Now, in that original podcast, I talked about structuring your day and breaking it down into hour-long segments, preferably if you are able moving from room to room so you don't feel stagnant. Now, I've lived in a studio before, so I know that you can't really do that in a studio, but you know, you get my point. Just moving around, just so changing the the scenery, changing the scenery up a bit. Like a lot of you from what's been shared in the Facebook group, I was tidying, organizing or spring cleaning a lot, but you have a limited number of those sorts of tasks that you can do before you end up running out and then you can feel a bit lost. Reading was something that I always found indulgent because I should, in inverted commas, be doing something else. It felt like a luxury, even though I do a hell of a lot of reading for work, which I have to, it's something I need to do. It's something I've always struggled to stop, sit down and do because it feels as though it sits at the bottom of any priority list. And I also still have that kind of PTSD from school where if you're sitting down doing nothing reading, a teacher's going to come in and say, why aren't you at such and such or why aren't you doing this? But since lockdown, I have come to appreciate how valuable an hour of reading really is and how much value it adds, not only to my day, but also to my work. And it stands to reason when you think about it. You learn when you read. So I guess now I appreciate and I really don't want to forget how useful those quiet hours sitting and reading are proving to be. Another way to spend an hour, which is lovely, but a little less productive than reading, is to revisit is to revisit old albums. Now, being a woman in her 40s, I used to, as a kid, buy an album, or I used to steal a lot of my dad's, to be honest, and listen to it from start to finish. When I say steal, I borrowed, he knew where they were. As riveted, I was as riveted then by the tape reels going around in the cassette player as I am now by a bingeable box set. And that's and I would just focus on that and listen to the music for as long as the tape lasted, apart from when I had to turn it around to play part two or the second side. Now, many of the albums I listened to growing up were between 40 and 50 minutes. So actually listening to an album from start to finish while doing something and full disclosure, I was listening to Beastie Boys License to Ill when I was planning out this episode has become a really lovely part of my day. It's nostalgic. It brightens up my day and it's become a really lovely thing to do. So also on my list, if you're interested for this week is Surfer Rosa by the Pixies, Come on Feel the Lemonheads by the Lemonheads, Guns and Roses Appetite for Destruction, Shake Your Moneymaker by the Black Crows, and Step by Step by New Kids on the Block, because why the hell not? I think the point I'm trying to make here is that I'm learning to value that my time doesn't need to be always spent pushing, doing, working, etc. for me to be productive. Don't get me wrong, I have bills to pay, and like a lot of people, the virus definitely impacted my work life, but I can only control what I can control. I've said it so many times on the podcast, but clearly even I keep forgetting my own advice. But sometimes if you loosen your grip on a goal, relax, actively stop stressing, then you can actually make more progress than if you're pushing really, really hard towards something. And I keep having to remind myself of that at the moment. The second thing, and this also concerns time, and not what can be achieved in an hour, but how quickly some tasks that seem laborious and annoying actually are, how quickly something that you can build up in your mind to being this big mammoth task that you have to do, how quickly they can be done. And a really good example of this is vacuuming. I'm not a big fan of it, but I hate a well-trodden carpet and a dusty floor. So vacuuming is an essential part of my day. And I'm just going to say this in my notes, it says hoovering, but Jen, my friend Jen's voice just came into my head. said, hoover's a brand name, it's vacuuming, which is true in joke. 
vacuum is the actual term hoover is a brand name but it's a bit like it's one of those things that became part of the vernacular anyway it's one of those things you can easily say oh i don't have time but the truth is having all this time has made it obvious these tasks don't take that long to put this to the test because i am that bitch i actually timed myself hoovering my entire flat which is two carpeted bedrooms a wooden floored living room and kitchen and it took me six and a half minutes and i obviously had to change the settings on the vacuum cleaner uh, when i changed floorings obviously but i did a damn good job but it was around six to seven minutes now i know this i can't unknow it so it's going to be so much harder to do the old i'll do it later when we are out of lockdown and time feels different again the same is true for cleaning the bathroom it's one of those tasks that i always put off but then really enjoy the results when i've done it because i like to go all in you know get the shower doors gleaming, get the mirrors gleaming, all of that, get the surfaces absolutely pristine. And again, I think I properly went to town on my bathroom at the weekend and it took 20 minutes. It feels like it should take about an hour, but it takes about 20 minutes. So there we go. The third thing I've noticed is doing it yourself or doing it less. And this is another one that centers around household chores, but I'm sorry, we're spending a lot more time at home. So it's obviously going to keep cropping up. But is anyone else doing less laundry? I've noticed I'm much more likely to let a washing pile build up than try to stay on top of everything with daily washes. I'm also doing a lot more washing up rather than stacking up the dishwasher. And maybe maybe it's about a sense of achievement or the fact I only cook for one, so there's usually not a lot of washing up to do. But I quite enjoy finishing my dinner and washing everything up, drying it and putting it away before I wipe down the kitchen surfaces ready for my coffee making in the morning. These are the things I would never have even taken the time to enjoy or appreciate. But now they're a really nice way, particularly the washing up after food, to sort of end the day and then start relaxing. There we go. It's just maybe it's just me. We will have a discussion about this in the Facebook group, though, please. The fourth thing I've noticed is feeling less rattled and distracted. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, I heard something really interesting the other day on the news, and since lockdown, there have been a lot of changes, especially with regard to the environment. Pollution levels in big cities dropping dramatically, birds singing again, marine life returning to bodies of water they hadn't been seen in for years. And I heard that seismic activity has dropped significantly across the globe because there's less impact on the Earth's surface, fewer cars, less construction. Basically, by being locked down, we are rattling the surface of the Earth a lot less. And this made me think about how we are rattled and bumped on a daily basis, whether that's by people, responsibilities, alerts, whatever it might be, but just constantly being knocked, nudged and poked. 
Now, I know a lot of people are experiencing anxiety for the first time or are experiencing anxiety in a way they haven't before. And that's understandable because, you know, pandemic. But I've been chatting to a lot of friends lately who have expressed that they actually, on the whole, feel calmer. Yes, the bigger picture is scary. But the daily pressures have changed, lifted and reduced in some cases. Not for everyone. I completely understand that. Please don't think I'm being thoughtless. But a few of my friends have said they feel they have the space to be a lot more pragmatic and less reactive. And I'm curious whether you think that's the same for you. I can see both sides. Some people's loads of their burdens have really been added to. But for other people, not having constant... I don't know, a lot of people are finding that not being in an office has made them chill out a lot more because they can focus on their tasks in a much more linear way rather than thinking about other things that actually have turned out to not be as important. There we go. What do you think? As much as this whole situation has thrown up a whole raft of new stresses, I do feel as though it's allowed me and some of my friends to let go of others. And have you found that even if you feel as though you're doing a lot more and your burden has increased, do you feel like you've let you've understood and let go of the things that maybe you were holding on to previously and now you're just like, I just don't have time for that nonsense. It's not important to me anymore. I'm curious. Let's chat about it in the Facebook group. And finally, there is appreciation and enjoyment. Are you appreciating and enjoying things a little more than you used to? And by things, I mean, for example, something that you do every day that previously you do on autopilot, whether that's your beauty routine, brushing your teeth, showering, washing your hair, If you're a regular listener, you'll know that my approach to skincare is less pampering and more results driven. And while I do love a functional skincare regime, I've started taking a couple of minutes to apply body lotion and not just sort of apply it quickly, but massage in body lotion. And a couple of times a week, I'm using a body scrub. And rather than just do it really quickly, actually take a bit of time and try to do it properly. So not sort of like go to town on myself really vigorously with a salt scrub to try and get the best result, but actually just very slowly sort of try to do it the way that I know a massage therapist would do it or somebody in a salon would do it. And it's just obviously it's a much nicer experience than sort of potentially scratching yourself. I have a heightened appreciation for these sorts of treatments and have actually put my feet up with a hydrating face mask, something I often tell you, my most excellent listeners to do, but never find the time to do myself. And I'm also giddy every day about finishing up yoga, which is how I, even on the weekends, but on Monday to Friday, I finish work, I do yoga and then I cook. And I am, I get giddy about finishing up yoga and going into the kitchen to cook. Does anyone else do this? I've become so besotted with following a recipe and producing a delicious meal, I can't even tell you. I've said it so many times, but I follow recipes from Ian Hay's Seven Day Basket, and I really enjoy the process of taking a load of raw ingredients and turning them into something delicious. Side note, I had a video consultation with Annabelle Kingsley from Philip Kingsley the other day about my hair loss. Uh, I think I might have said earlier um, in the year that I was going to ramp up um, what I was going to do to treat it and stop just using topical shampoos and conditioners and start actually investigating the more uh, clinical stuff. And um, at the end of the consultation, I or during the consultation, I said I definitely felt as though the quality of my hair had improved over the last six months. I put it down. I mentioned the Dyson, which I've talked about on an IGTV, how because it's um, not as hot, I thought maybe my hair health had improved. But after going through all my notes and talking for over an hour, um, Annabelle actually said one of the reasons that I might have seen an improvement in the quality and the health of my hair might have been switching to cooking from fresh every day. So it turns out I have a lot to thank Ian's book for. And obviously, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, 
Oh, Emma, really? You're waiting till the end of the podcast to tell us about a hair loss consultation? Of course, I'll be sharing my experience with you. But if you have any specific questions, please DM me or email me. But I will be doing that in a whole separate episode because it was a really, really fascinating experience and I want to do it justice. I haven't had the treatment protocol that Annabelle has prescribed yet. But once I start it, I will begin to tell you a little bit about it because there's no point me telling you about it now because I haven't tried it. But I can tell you the video consultation was really, really interesting. So whether you have any questions about this, about the things that you've noticed since lockdown, the learnings that you're going to try and take away or have noticed, DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I'm at Emma Garns or email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. You know it's the favorite part of my day when I hear from you. And uh more so than washing up, more so than doing my yoga and more so than uh, rubbing myself raw with a salt scrub. My favorite part of my day is hearing from you. So please don't be shy about getting in touch. It's been so lovely, actually. So many of you have been chatting to me on DM and on email. I've definitely noticed that has increased since lockdown. Maybe that should have been 0.6, but I've definitely noticed that's increased since lockdown. So thank you so much for taking the time, whether it's taking the time to spend it with me on these shows or taking the time to get in touch and share your thoughts about episodes or to ask and request for episodes. Um, in the future because I know a lot of you have asked for particular topics and trust me if you ask I put them on a list and I try to make them happen thank you so much for listening please don't forget to join that Facebook group once this show goes live I will start a thread in the Facebook group about um, what you are all learning from lockdown so please do join your fellow most excellent listeners in that group by finding the link in the show notes which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode clicking the link answering the questions agreeing to the forum rules and I will be there along with thousands of other listeners to welcome you with open arms and a Keanu gif. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one.